Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Program in our 18th year on Voice America. Um, It's just an honor and a pleasure to have done this for so long and interviewing so many amazing people who help you to transform your lives. And I have on an amazing woman today who I've known for many years and uh, is a friend and an incredible um, motivational person, healer. She's really amazing. Her name is Barbara Bijou, and Barbara is a transformational vision coach. She's a spiritual teacher and motivational speaker, and she inspires you to grow and make positive change. Barbara blends ancient spiritual rituals with emotional intelligence and strategic communication skills, and she empowers and motivates clients to achieve higher levels of meaningful success. Her two published books are The Joy of Ritual and The Joy of Family Rituals, which integrate old world modalities, modern psychology, and neuroscience, which give us a roadmap for life. Barbara is a former television and fashion executive. She left her corporate career to share the wisdom that she amassed from decades of global studies with gurus, spiritual masters, and her own dedicated practice. She works with clients worldwide. Welcome, Barbara. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's so nice to be back on your show, Patricia. I always yeah. love it. Thank you. Well, it's always great to talk with you. So, you know, I asked you this during break, and I said, Barbara, you know, let's talk about rituals, and let's talk about, you know, just how you help people um, to be more successful. And you said to me, you know, there's so much fear going on right now with everything in the world. Why don't we talk about rituals to help people control fear? And I think that's a great idea, Barbara. Good. (laughs) I mean, you know, I was saying to someone this morning, hand sanitizers seem to be like the hottest topic around. You know, where can you get it? Is someone sold out? What works? What doesn't work? We're so focused on things like that that we forget there are also things we could do without all of that. Yes, that's great. I'm not saying don't wash your hands and don't use hand sanitizer. Right, what we're talking about is We have other things. Yeah. Right, and we're talking about the coronavirus because some people may listen to this this interview two years out and say, what were they talking about? So right now in 2020, in March, we are going through a bout of the coronavirus, which has scared people not just in our country but around the world. And, right, uh, and we're it's watching. also the financial right. market and the politics. Is, everything yes. is up right everything. now. Everything. And Hopefully, in two years, it will be very calm and wonderful, and no one will have to deal with it. But there's always times when life hands you those, you know, lemons, and you have to figure out what to do with them. And you live in the city. You live in New York City, where, you know, there's (laughs) such intensity. And I was thinking today about the subways, because my daughter lives in New York, you know, and and how do you Mm. handle the subways? But, again, you're not going to stay home either. So... Talk to us about all that and what you think. Well, I think the biggest thing is not to get caught in the fear. Yes, all of these things are real. It's not like they're not real. But people's fear is, is just making them worse than it is. And so then when you go into fear, as you know, because I'm sure you've interviewed a million people on this, what starts to happen is it, you know, helps all of those cords, you know, from popping out. So all those hormones are just pumping through your body and you just do not have access to the part of the brain that can make good decisions. So the worst thing you could do for your immune system is to be stressed out and fear-based. And right Mm -hmm. now we want a strong immune system to make better choices. Right, right. So what would you say to people, you know, like in your city, in New York City or any big city or even, you know, even in areas that aren't quite so densely populated, what would you say to them? I would say to them, what are your morning rituals? Because I think morning rituals are crucial. I believe in ritual, as you know, but especially how are you starting off your day? 
Are you starting off your day with things that will center you, calm you, ground you, focus you? Or are you starting off your day panicking and watching the news and, you know, just getting nervous and drinking too much coffee and just binge eating? So that's the first thing I would take a look at. And also, the more we're in a stress environment, the more our basics are important. So are you sleeping? What kind of food are you eating? Are you mm-hmm. exercising? Mm-hmm. All of those things. You know, it's back to Maslow's main principles. You have to take care of the basics. Um, and if you don't, it's very hard to do anything else. Yeah, yeah, so so true. What about, Barbara, some mantras you can tell yourself or some intentions or some self-talk? Right. Well, one of the mantras that I really love and I actually um, just did a video on it today, and I'm posting it tomorrow if anyone wants to watch it. There's a sound called Om Gum, G-U-M, and it literally brings light and energy into your body. So it's, if you want to just do it and you don't have to do it for a long time, it could just be a minute or so, just let's do it together. Just take a moment and focus on the solar plexus, the area near the belly button. And you're going to chant in this sound and imagine that as you do, you are just bringing more and more light and energy into your body, right through that area around the solar plexus. So again, the sound is Om Gum. So just slowly take a few breaths. Om Gum. Om Gum. Om Gum. And just imagine that this light is circulating around your body, up and down the spinal cord. Do it a few more times. Om Gum. Om Gum. And now I want you to imagine that you could just pull it in through the eyes. And as you pull it through the eyes, they go directly to your brain. So it's bringing this clarity, this energy, this light into your entire brain now. And do it a little bit faster. So again, focus on your eyes and begin to chant Om Gum, but a little faster. So... Om gum, 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 and just see it go right to the brain, filling your head, moving down the spinal column, and then do this as much as you want. And really, that's it. Can you feel the difference? Can you feel like you just got to be twelve shot or something? Yeah, amazing. I, yeah, I want it to is. The, I mean, I have clients who will call me from the middle of their work day and saying, I'm so tired, I can't focus, and I'll just do this chant with them for like two minutes, and then they go back to work. It's like amazing. having a cup of coffee that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Or taking a quick so, nap. Maybe. Taking a quick nap. Yeah, anything <laughs> like that. Anything. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, you know, put yeah. cool water on your face and your hands. That's also good. Mm-hmm. Look, mm-hmm. another thing that I really like, a trick, is when you get stuck in all that fear and all the tiny details of what if, what if, what if, try to look at a wider vista. Like, go look at the sky. If you're someplace where you can look at the mountains or the ocean, you know, that's great, too. You want to look at a wider vista versus the details. So it's like yeah. looking from a microscope to a telescope. Yeah. And that I wanted to say, your brain yeah, immediately. I, I want to add this, too, Barbara, is when you were doing that exercise, I want to let the audience know that at the very beginning of the year, Barbara has this 12-day uh, intention or manifestation where she sends you for 12 days um, a four-minute piece. One might be on oh energy. The other one might be on relationship. Right, Barbara? Creativity is one. Yeah. Money is another Money. one. Money. I mean, they're fantastic. Health. And I right. listen every year. So if you want to hear these, she will send them to you at no fee. And it's similar to what you just heard, but it's four minutes. And they're so positive. And you write to Barbara at BarbaraBijou.com. Right, Barbara? Correct. Yes. 
And if they just go on my website, you also can download today a free MP3 on dealing with anxiety and fear. Oh, that's great. So I did it as a free gift. Anyone who goes to my website at barbarabijou.com, B-I-Z-I-O-U, um, you could just download it. Yeah, that's wonderful, wonderful. And we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more to Barbara about rituals we can use, not just for fear, but in our everyday life. I have in my hand your first book, Barbara, which I love, The Joy of Ritual, Spiritual Recipes to Celebrate Milestones, Ease Transitions, and Make Every Day Sacred. So we can talk about these as well. And again, I'll log on to Barbara's website, Barbara Bijou, B-I-Z-I-O-U, correct? Did I do that right? Yep. You did it right. All right, good. (laughs) Good. All right, folks, stay tuned. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice will be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input, too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio, Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you looking for a fun yet informative program about health care for your pet? Check out Awesome Woo Woo Holistic Vet Advice with Dr. Jim and Kristen Carlson. They look into natural health alternatives for ourselves, so why not our pets? This program provides the most up-to-date, accurate, and innovative information about traditional and holistic veterinary medicine. You'll find a ton of answers regarding your pet's health every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and welcome back with my guest barbara bijou who's an interfaith minister, motivational speaker, and life strategy coach. She has a deep commitment to integrating practical spirituality into people's lives, both personally and professionally. She's been a frequent guest on radio and television. She's been in the New York Times, New York Magazine, and her website is joyofritual.com. Is that right, Barbara? Barbara, No, it's changed. BarbaraBijou.com. Okay, B-I-Z-I-O-U.com. All right. And this, uh, your first book, which I love, and it's called The Joy of Ritual. Actually, I just turned to something that's interesting in the book. Yeah, it says rituals for moving through stressful times, and it says the fear box. It's an exercise called the. Okay, tell us about that. So the idea is that your brain doesn't know the difference between creating a structured ritual and actually doing something. So the idea of a fear box is I did it originally where I covered, you know, one of those tissue boxes and at the end of the night, I did this actually for some kids. At the end of the night, before they went to bed, I had them write down anything that they were afraid of. They could draw a picture, write words, whatever. We put it in the sphere box, and then we literally emptied it like you empty the trash. And what mm-hmm. that does is the brain reads it as it's gone. 
So if you can write down what you're afraid of before you go to work, any concerns you have, anything from the economy to your own personal or your family or whatever, it literally takes it out of the brain for that moment. And unless you do something to recreate it, you have extra space and you're calmer and it's easier for you to go to sleep. Which brings me to the other point is never, 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 never watch the news before you go to bed. Because Mm. the last thing you hear or see, you're bringing into your consciousness and taking with you into your, quote, stream time, sleep time, which is Mm. part of the reason so many people can't sleep well. Because you can't kind of talk to yourself and sleep at the same time. And if your mind is racing, it's very challenging to get a good night's sleep. Barbara, I write in a journal before I go to sleep. What do you think of that? I love writing in a journal. I mean, it's the same idea as that you're getting your thoughts down. Yes. It's just that for me, if I really am obsessing about something, I find it stronger if you could write it down and either throw it out or rip it up or burn it. There's, so there's that extra step that just makes it, you know, more powerful, more potent, but the actual act of writing in a journal is also getting a lot of it out, and it's good. Mm, okay. So that was one around fear. Let's pick another one. I'm going to do what you do with the cards. Oh, good. You're just no? going to keep I'm, picking my book, Richard. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just going to put my thumb in and move over here. Let's see. What do I? What did oh, I, I just get it. to? This is great. All right. I just did, oh, this is about becoming an elder, which is interesting mm. because, you know, I'm a baby boomer, and um, uh-huh. this is talking about a ritual reality around um, a woman's father who was 80 and just becoming an elder and being able to honor that, which I think is important because a lot of our folks who are older, um, you know, are getting a bad rap. It's like we, we look at the number right. of age instead of who we We could be 70 and be in great health and be 35 and be in poor health. So Absolutely. it's not about age, but we, we look at age. So talk yeah. about that. No, I mean, I just had this discussion this morning because I am about to go and do a ritual for a friend who's turning 60, and she invited a lot of her friends to come and celebrate with her. And I was saying, it's you know, it used to be the stages of growth were, for a woman anyway, maiden, mother, crone, you know, for a boy, it would be the same kind of a thing. So first you're young, then you get married, um, this is the old way of looking at it. You know, you'd get married, start a family, and then at the end you were an elder. Now, because we're living so much longer, there's another stage, which is either queen for a woman or king for a man. So before you become that real elder, you also have to acknowledge yourself as a king or a queen. Um, in Hawaii, by the way, when you're 80, there's a big ritual because they don't consider you wise until you're 80, <laughs> which is why wow. I love it, which is why I... I love that age of 80. So if anybody's under 80 listening, you know, forget it. You're not really wise yet. You still have a few (laughs) years to go. Again, it is the idea of taking a look at where you are, what you've accomplished, and it doesn't mean just material stuff. What have you learned? How much have you contributed? What have you done in your life? And then to take a look at, Where do you want to go? Where's the next part? I mean, my mother's friend is turning 104, you know, Mm. and could be on your show today because she's bright and, you know, smart as a whip. So, again, as you said, it's not just about the number. It's about Mm. your attitude, about how you're looking at the world. And the more you Mm. incorporate honoring rituals Mm. into your life, which is every birthday, by the way, every special occasion... But I also want to say, too, you've traveled around the world and other cultures, as you said, honor the elder. I mean, it's not like here where, oh, are you retiring? Oh, I mean, it's people look at you instead of, why are you still working? Well, because this is what I love to do. I know. (laughs) I know. It's very very sad to me that, like you were talking about your daughters in Bali. You go to Bali and someone will come up to you and they'll say, how old are you? And they say it as a sign of respect. They don't say it as like, oh, you're too old or, you know, over the hill. It's 
very, they admire you for your wisdom. They admire somebody who understands that. And our culture has been very skewed against it. Um, yes, I noticed absolutely. that there's a few people starting to really honor it. Um, Chip Conway, by the way, I think he has a mentoring of eldership now. He was one of the people yeah, from Chip Airbnb. Conway. I, I know yeah. him well, and I have interviewed him. And he has an institute, which is called... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll remember it in a minute, but he has an institute it's in, it's in Mexico. Mexico. Right. It's in Mexico, and I was actually going to go. It's incredible. It's called um, Elder Something. I'll Eldership come up with it. or something like that, yes. Yeah, and yeah. he's wonderful. So I've interviewed him. Slowly, he's an amazing man. slowly starting. Yeah. Um, however, I thought it was very funny that the first course he gave on, quote, eldership or mentor, whatever that was, um, I think he said the average person who showed up was in their 40s or early 50s because they were Silicon Valley and they were feeling they were aging out, you know, so it's such a matter of perspective. Personally, you know, I left the TV business years ago and one of the reasons why I left is I felt that I didn't really have a future as, quote, an elder there, that you could mm-hmm. do it, but it gets harder and harder and harder to stay in that business until, unless you're young. And I thought, well, what's something I love to do but I could do forever? And then I thought, you know, if I did something involved with spirituality and teaching and rituals, I could, you know, do that till I'm 100, because Absolutely. the more I, I the older I get, the more wisdom that I get in it and the more I share. And I notice lately that my clients are getting younger and younger. I have yes. a lot of clients who are millennials now. Yeah. And at first I thought it was odd. And then I realized now they're just, they want someone who has some wisdom. Mm-hmm. And There's I'm not no saying if you're young, that. you don't have wisdom, but it's experience, yeah. life experience yeah. on some of these things. And it makes a difference. Like you, you could be a radio interviewer, you know, what you do forever. And write and speak. The better you're getting at it. Exactly. And write and speak and and do those things. And I, you know, and it's what keeps me going. I mean, just like your world keeps you going because you're growing and learning all the time every time you're with somebody, Barbara. And I have the same thing. You always, every day. You're learning something new. And I also well, think... Well, that's why I have a great ritual. Okay, that brings me to a ritual, which okay, we might ahead. have talked about once. But there's a Basque ritual that on the day of your birthday, every month, you do something you've never done before. So I'm hmm. born November 29th. So on the 29th of every month, I do something totally new that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and you can certainly do it this year because we have leap year oh, on the 29th of February. <laughs> That, that's right. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. and it's it's a, it's just a great, it doesn't even have to be on your birthday. You could decide once a month or every week or, you know, it could be for five minutes. It could be eat something new, listen to something you never heard before, watch, listen to, you know, a show, um, put on a color you never wore, anything. It's just the idea that you want to be alive and curious mm-hmm. and keep learning and expand. That's a great ritual, by the way. Yeah, doing something new or wearing something doing different. Doing something new. And then for when we started out in the beginning of this show, we talked about rituals, you know, to help you in these trying times. And I think one of the best rituals you could do besides something like boosting your immune system in a chant is to do something that makes you happy. You yeah. know, make that a ritual, a joy ritual. So what brings you joy and make it literally a ritual that you're going to incorporate it into your life. And it could just be a song, you know, that you just love. And every time you hear that song, you know, it just pumps you up. For me, color does that a lot. So um, and I use um, scent. So I made a happiness spray. And for me, I spray that around as a ritual before I start working because I want to come from a place of excitement and happiness, not despair and gloom and doom. Mm -hmm. So things like that can make a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk to Barbara about, you know, how do you start using those tools when things get tough, like you lose somebody, 
there's grief. You might have lost a loved one. You might have lost a job. Your health may have turned, um, you know, for the worse. So how do you start to use these rituals when it's a little bit trickier? And so when we come back, I'm going to ask Barbara to share some of that. Uh, what are some of the things that we can do? And Barbara, um, what are some of the workshops that people might want to know about that you present so that they can find out more? Well, the best way to do that really is to go to my website at com because I post them every month. One of the things that I love, and for anyone who's visiting New York, at least four times a year I do something called Spirituality in the City. So I will take um, people either to the ancient Egyptian collection at the Met or a Hindu temple or someplace where you can experience another culture's ritual and it's totally fabulous. So I do that four to six times a year. So that's really fun. And I do workshops in Florida and California as well. So again, the best way would be to check my website. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. America's Voice. This is also a podcast on iTunes as well. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are a pet owner, you know there's a special connection between us and our pets. They are part of the family. The owners of special breeds also understand the important roles they play. Tune in for Greyhounds Make Great Pets to find out more about one special breed. Hosted by Rory and Kathy Goray, along with TJ Beter, we'll focus on greyhounds, but we'll also cover topics that apply to any pet owner, like animal welfare issues, racing, and more. Listen live Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. And we are back with my incredible guest, Barbara Bijou, and she's a transformational vision coach, spiritual teacher, motivational speaker, and really does inspire growth and positive change. Barbara blends ancient spiritual rituals and emotional intelligence and strategic communication skills to empower us and help her clients maintain or and achieve a higher level of success. Her books are Joy of Ritual and The Joy of Family Rituals. And she's a former TV and fashion executive, and she left that career so that she could study a do decades of global studies uh, around the world with spiritual masters and help thousands of people to be empowered and happy and healthy. Welcome back, Barbara. Thank you. Okay, so let's look at this. You know, these rituals are important, the ones you've told us. It gets a little harder 
when you've suddenly been hit with something really hard, like, God forbid, the loss of a loved one, all of a sudden you're diagnosed with an illness, all of a sudden your partner leaves, or, you know, there's been some some shift that you didn't expect. I mean, you may have thought about it, but, but it just hit you. How do you, what do you do then? Well, I think the most important thing is you have to give yourself permission, in essence, to fall apart for a minute, to grieve, right. to be upset. Because when you don't, it just gets stuffed down. And, you know, you know my own story about my sister that I've shared many times, that when you don't grieve something, when you don't acknowledge it, it just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger. It's Mm -hmm. kind of the forbidden fruit, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then when it does come out, it's like a tidal wave. So I don't talk um, about that a little bit. I don't think I remember that story, if you want to. Sure, no, I'm happy to, because it's really what got me into this in the first place. So when I was pregnant in my 20s, my sister died of a brain tumor. And Mm. to say the least, I was devastated. But not only was I devastated and really didn't have tools to deal with it, I was also told that it was dangerous for me to grieve too much because I could harm my unborn child. Wow. I was scared. I was really terrified to grieve. And I just really, you know... But it was like having any real trauma. You, you kind of separate it because you don't want to go there. And it felt so dangerous to me. I mean, imagine if it could kill my child or something. That's dangerous. So, mm. for you know, I just stuffed it away. Of course, I cried and was upset, but, you know, couldn't really fully be in the experience. And then years later... I was um, with one of my first teachers, Brew Joy, in Arizona, and I was at a retreat. And for three days, we weren't allowed to talk, and we were fasting. And, of mm. course, what happens in those situations, everything you've avoided comes up because you can't mm-hmm. be distracted. You can't read. Mm. You can't, you know, you're with yourself. So all of this old grief came up, and I realized I needed to do something. So without being able to ask anyone what to do, I had to make it up. And I just was remember walking around one day and I climbed up to the top of this mountain and it wasn't huge, by the way. I'm not a huge hiker. But I mean, I was climbing up and I saw this big grandmother tree and I remember going over to this tree and kind of falling on my knees and just crying and digging a hole and speaking and praying. And, you know, the truth is I wound up you know, doing something for my sister. And when I was finished, I just felt different. I felt like something had moved, some energy had shifted. Mm. And I got up and I started walking back to where I was staying and it started to pour. And I just said, I'm look- I looked at it as a sign, you know, from the heavens. They were purifying mm. me. Wow. And days later, when I could talk, I was sharing this with people, and one woman came up to me and she said, you know that you did a Native American grief ritual. And I said, no, really? I have no idea. She said, you give your grief to a grandmother tree, and it's believed that when you bury a hole, and gr- the grandmother can take your grief from you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. And then someone else came up to me because I was like rocking back and forth when I was digging this hole. And she said, you know, the movement when you showed me comes from ancient Mesopotamia. It's a, mm. it's a movement that releases grief out of your body. And wow. again, it was like I had no idea. And then maybe a couple of years later, I was teaching in Bali and... Uh, it started to rain right after ceremony, and they went, oh, this is so auspicious. If it rains after ceremony, it means the gods have heard you. So I'm going, mm-hmm. oh, this is like the third ritual that I kind of pulled in without knowing. Mm-hmm. And for me, mm-hmm. that was my aha. It's like, wow, I don't what happened need after anybody. That, Barbara? What happened after I felt, that in terms of... For me, my whole life changed because I realized how empowering that was that I could create something and it's not that you know you have to always create things on your own but the fact that I could and didn't need somebody else to do it for me just gave me that tool that I knew no matter where I was in the world no matter what was happening if I was quiet enough and I could connect then the the energy and the wisdom would come to me 
And that was a big knowing. And from that moment on, that's when I started traveling and interviewing people about their rituals. And Mm. out of that came my two books. Out of that came a whole new career. I was in the TV business then. You Mm. know, so... But the biggest thing, and it's what you're talking about now, is unless you can get quiet enough to truly hear that small, still voice inside, Mm -hmm. you're Mm going to miss a lot of wisdom and information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's like, you know, it's like you're always talking and you're not really open to listening or receiving. It's interesting when you say that because my dad died now eight years ago. We were very close. And I remember when he died the first year, I was insanely busy. I just kept moving and I did all I did. I just moved. I worked. I had, I think I had three radio programs. Uh, whatever I did, I just got insanely right. busy. And then about after a year, something happened and it wasn't as busy and it hit me. It really mm-hmm. hit me, but it, it took about a year. I mean, I just, it, right. because. It was really, um, it really hit me, and I really had to look at it. Yeah. But there's a reason, Patricia, that every culture in the world says it takes a year, at least a year to heal. You know, some cultures you, you know, that's why in Judaism you do an unveiling. It represents the year has passed. And in almost every culture I know, they understand that grief takes time. And it's not just a death. It could be a divorce. It could be losing a job, losing a home that you love. It could be anything. Anything. They're all losses. Exactly. That's what I always say. It's always loss. Yeah. Yep. It's always loss, and some take longer than others, but I just don't buy it when people say to me right away, oh, okay, something better, and it's fine. Yes, that's true, but it's either and. It's not either or. So, in my opinion, every time there's been a loss for me, something good has come out of it, ultimately. I mean, I'm not saying losing your family and friends is, you know, a good thing, but you know what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. but not in the moment. Mm-hmm. And you have to yeah. allow yourself that, or you're not really being true to yourself. Well, sometimes it takes longer than you think. You know, there are things mm-hmm. that I have visioned for three and four and five and six years that I'm seeing yeah. happen now. That's right. Well, they always say God's delays are not God's denials. And I always right. like that because, you know, yeah. you just never know when the right timing is. We think we know, but we don't always know. But you have to keep the vision alive, and I think that's the challenge. Yeah. You have to you keep have to the keep. vision alive, yeah. and some visions are, you know, are just worth it. Others, maybe yes. it's time to let go of them, but you know when they're not. You know, you know when it's good to keep them alive and to recycle your old vision, so to speak. Yeah, very good, too. Yeah. Barbara, tell us one of your favorite rituals. We have a few minutes to break. So what's one of your favorites that you just that just do you love and the clients well, also tell favorites. you that they love? One is my letting go. I, I'm a fire girl. I'm a Sag. So I love, for me, just writing stuff down that isn't working or limiting beliefs or whatever, putting it on paper, and then safely burning it. For me, that always works. It always opens up energy. It makes me feel good, and it works. The other part is um, a blessing ritual. And again, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on your show, but... You know, you give yourself five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, whatever time you want. Rituals need a beginning and an end, by the way, so be really clear. Everything you see, you bless. So you bless a bus for being able to take a lot of people someplace. You bless your shoes for letting you walk comfortably on the street. You bless, you know, a baby's smile that you pat, whatever it is. And the idea is the more you can silently bless all of these things, the more you move into gratitude and you up your immune system, your vibration, and then it's contagious. And then wherever you are, people are feeling this energy of gratitude and blessing and happiness, and they start to feel it and they start to pass it on. So those are two extremes in a sense. One is releasing, one is bringing in, but I think they're both things that I've been doing now for 25 years at least. Yeah, they really, really make a difference. Yeah, yeah. And they're simple. 
Yeah. I want to share this. This is very interesting. It's talking about my father because I just mentioned him. Um, I wrote a book called Pathfinding Seven Principles for Positive Living, and I wrote a lot of my father's sort of anecdotes and his stories that he collected over the years. And I'm reading one of your blogs, and you actually tell the same story that he told me that's in my book, only differently. differently. Oh, really? It's the story, yeah, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, wow, my dad must be up there. Um, it, 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 we have a couple minutes. It's, um, it's an elderly carpenter who's going to retire. And then he oh, tells, right. uh, yeah, and then what he does basically is he, he builds this house, but he uses cheaper materials and shoddy workmanship. And then at the end, um, at the end, he ends up giving the house to the person. Um, yeah, no, the person that he built the house for gives them the house as a gift. And then what happens is, you know, he built a, a, a shoddy house that actually was going to be given to him because he didn't, right. you know, he didn't care. And that's the same story. It's told a little differently. It's got a little more of a ethnic flair to it. But it's the same thing about cheating yourself. And mm-hmm. so talk about that. Talk about that one. It's a great story. Well, about the story or in general? I think in general what this story really shows is that every day we are building our future and how we act is important. So it doesn't matter if you're cooking a meal or you're cleaning your house or what you're doing. Take care. Honor yourself. And, you know, self-care is one of the foundational elements to really being able to be out in the world and have your voice heard. So that builds self-esteem. you know, esteem. We talk about confidence. We talk about trusting yourself. But self-care is a huge one. So yeah. honor yourself. If you honored yourself as precious, you're going to treat yourself that way. Exactly. So whatever you do, it's really important to have that integrity. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, we have about 30 seconds, but you know, there was at one point in my life that I was really watching financially. And I remember, you know, I was buying things that were healthy, but they, you know, I wouldn't buy what I really loved. And then one day I went in the store and I said, you know what, I'm going to buy the things I love. I did. I bought half of them, you know, half a pound instead of a pound. And, you know, Barbara, it really did a lot for me. It made me feel like, you know, like a little bit of a, a princess. Gee, I'm getting right. these things I really love. I'm going to enjoy them. I'm not going to keep looking at, gee, how much does it cost? And and it worked for me. It, it's a little right. thing, but it made a difference because I was nourishing myself with something that I was really enjoying, not just because. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. a nutritionist will tell you the same thing. It's better to have, you know, a bite of a luscious chocolate cake than, right. you know, 20 rice crackers that you can't stand. I'm not exactly. saying to eat the 20 pieces yeah. of cake, but just, you know, to just yeah. to give you, to yeah. honor yourself, exactly. you know. Yeah, it does make a difference. All right, and on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with Barbara Bijou, who is the queen of rituals, and we'll talk more about how we can bring rituals into our life to bring us joy and also the other work that she does in terms of vision quests and, and, and a lot of conferences. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back talking to Barbara Bijou. And she is a transformational vision coach, spiritual teacher, motivational speaker, and helps people with growth and positive change. Her two books are The Joy of Ritual and The Joy of Family Rituals. And she really integrates old world modalities into neuroscience and modern psychology, gives us a roadmap for life. She's a former TV and fashion executive, and she left that corporate career to share the wisdom that she has gotten from decades of global studies around the world with spiritual masters and gurus, and now her own practice. Welcome back, Barbara. Oh, this is great. I love talking to you, Patricia. Yeah, I love that too, Barbara. It's wonderful. So tell us in the last few minutes we have, what are some other rituals we can do? You know, give us some I don't think people realize how many rituals you can do. So, for example, I have been doing quite a lot of fertility rituals lately um, with couples that are having challenges getting pregnant. I've been doing rituals around women wanting to freeze their eggs. You know, things Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have come up, you know, even 15, 20 years ago so much they're Mm -hmm. speaking. People are speaking Mm -hmm. about, you know, different ways of... Even if you're suddenly working at home instead of working in an office, you know, how do you do rituals where you can connect to different people in your company, but you're not physically together? I find that, you know, a lot of people now um, can actually, I've been doing very successful rituals via Zoom or Skype or FaceTime, which, you know, I never would have thought were possible before, you know, that really work. Um, prosperity rituals, as you know, you know, a lot of people, you know, worry about that starting a new business, you know, Mm -hmm. doing rituals on that, not just buying a new home and moving in and blessing it, but saying goodbye to your old home. People forget those parts of it. Retirement. I'll tell you my favorite new ritual. I did a ritual the other day and I retired my inner critic and I loved that. So, you know, we all have an inner critic. We all have someone who tells us we're too young, we're too old, we're too fat, we're too thin, blah, 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 blah. And instead of doing my normal just releasing, I decided, no, it served a purpose. Obviously, it had my good intentions at heart, even though the way it did it wasn't particularly nice. So I did an actual retirement ritual and you know, did a ceremony, lit a candle, did a whole thing. And then I said to quote my inner critic, remember you're talking to yourself, parts of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and I really want to congratulate you. You did a great work. You, you know, you deserve a gold medal for this or a watch or, you know, blah, blah, blah. Did the whole ritual and then felt really good. But two days later, all of a sudden as I'm meditating, I heard this voice going, where's my watch? I'm going, oh, my God, I forgot to buy the watch. <laughs> so I oh, went on Amazon so and got a, you know, a very shiny gold pocket watch. 
and placed it, God came, placed it on my altar with all everything that I had done for my inner critic, and that voice has been quiet ever since. Isn't that interesting? So the watch, how did the watch play in? Explain that again. The watch played in because for me, growing up, when people used to retire, they would get a gold watch. I see. And so in my mind, I connected getting a gold watch with, you know, you did a good job and you're retiring. Other people would have different images for that, you know. Mm -hmm. But that was growing up for me. That's what I always saw on TV or in movies or, you know, I heard about. So it was very um, kind of plugged into my psyche. And when I acknowledged that part and actually gave myself that gold watch, I was talking to that part of me and saying, you know, good job, but now it's time for you to retire, and we'll have more different kind of support moving forward. Yeah, I think that's that's so important. Not blaming ourselves for things, you know, because sometimes things happen. You know, a relationship ends, and then what did I do wrong? Or your business right. doesn't do well. Or what did I do? I could have done something different. Same thing, you know, with illness. Could I have taken care of myself better? So it's it's right. getting away from that self blame because it doesn't. It just debilitates us. You know that. It it just totally derails you. You know, so again, it's that negative self-talk, that heavy critic, that heavy pusher energy. You really need to pretend it's real and have a conversation with it and do something to calm it down. But I find that the number one, you know, way for me when it's like that is to acknowledge that it really wants to help. It's just not doing it in the right way that's helping you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Barbara, what would you like to leave our listeners with? What would be your, your message? Um, my message would really be to find ways to connect um, and then to be able to reach out and have community. Because in this time, we need community rituals. We're not mm-hmm. in it alone. We need to be able to really build deep friendships and community and support each other and start listening to each other. Yeah, so important. And tell us uh, how we can find you and about some of your workshops again for listeners. Okay, so you can find me at barbarabijou.com or my Instagram at barbarabijou or my Facebook. Um, And especially on my Instagram, I post a lot of things to do, affirmations and short rituals and stuff like that. Um, My email is barbara at barbarabijou.com. And although I live in New York City, I travel and I do a lot of my work, as I said before, via Skype and FaceTime and Zoom. So it really doesn't matter where you live. You have right. access. Right. You also do, and you have a wonderful video. You have several videos on your site, but one is about the cards, how you use certain yes. wisdom cards. Mm-hmm. So I love using cards. Um, For me personally, I um, like working with an Egyptian set of cards. I have have many decks of tarot cards. My favorite is the Voyager um, because it's all collage and it really sparks my internal wisdom. So I do a lot of intuitive readings with people and for myself as well. And I love them and I always get great information. Yeah, that's terrific. All right, so again, people can find you at Barbara Bijou, B-I-Z-I-O-U dot com. Absolutely. Okay. Barbara, it's been really great to have you on the program. I have to tell you, it's been a delight, as always. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you, Patricia. And keep om gumming. Keep that energy up. Om gum. I will. All right, stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me on Facebook and like me, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources, or you can write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com for a copy of my newsletter where you'll learn about all my great guests. And if you decide you'd like to do your own program, have your own podcast, I help people put together their own programs from, from the beginning of inception to uh, getting it up there and recording it so that people can hear it. Uh, So contact me. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, have a wonderful week. Bye for now.
Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. We'll be right back. 